Hey everyone, this is episode 9 of the SKZ podcast. I'm your host, my name is Joe. I'm a doctoral student studying clinical psychology, and I'm here with another podcast discussing psychology, philosophy, and the connections between those topics and other things I'm passionate about, such as Bitcoin, video games, fiction, um, and the like. Today, I wanted to talk through this idea I've been having about technology that kind of crystallized this morning. I was actually at church and the sermon was kind of about this, so it's going to be ripping off of some of what was talked about at my church today. And it was an interesting uh, angle to talk about the Tower of Babel story, which is in Genesis chapter 11. And the verses that uh, the pastor focused on were very interesting to me. It talked about uh, verses 3 and 4, which I'll read right now. It says, They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may be a, we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. And it's interesting, that first verse is probably one that a lot of people just skip over. I've probably done in the past looking over this story. But it says, Come, let, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used bricks instead of stone and tar for mortar. And this is actually just a blatant reference to a new technology that was created. So long, long ago, you know, there was the Stone Age and people used stone to build houses, build buildings, etc. But actually in ancient Mesopotamia, which is kind of the setting of the story, there was invented the technology of making bricks. And that actually kind of standardized the units of uh, you know, construction and made it a lot easier to build big towers and things like that, right? So this was actually an emergence of new technology that led to people creating this city and building a tower to the heavens, right? And then it says, um, we want to make a name for ourselves and or otherwise we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. And if you look just at the beginning of the first chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1, God creates humans and he gives them this mission, basically, he says, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves along the ground. And sometimes we hear words subdue and rule over and sounds kind of exploitative, but really it's just talking about being a good steward of the earth, right? And going over the whole earth and um, being able to create beautiful things using the resources throughout earth. And I think it's a really interesting idea that Basically, there was this new technology that was created, and it inevitably made changes, right? There's this inevitability with a new technology. It's going to be used. But the thing is, it could be used for good purposes, or it could be used for bad purposes, basically. And what we see in this story, literally, is people settling for just having this city, not they said otherwise we'll be scattered over the face of the whole earth it's almost like that's a bad thing like oh we're going to spread humanity throughout the whole planet that's such a terrible thing we should all settle for just this city but actually god's mission from the beginning is no you go create things and spread throughout the whole earth and you know continue creating beautiful things and the point i want to get across here is i feel like technology is a force that naturally increases human potential but it also adds new boundaries to our human potential. So in this Tower of Babel story, 
these humans were using a new technology and kind of just settling for it using it to build one city but in that they were not being courageous and brave and kind of expanding the way that god was calling them to in genesis 1. and if we think of it from you know a psychological or evolutionary standpoint humans were created to feel anxiety and there's a good reason for this anxiety is actually very functional it increases our odds of survival because without anxiety we would engage in too much risky behavior for example you know if you would just go out and go into a bear's territory and the bear kills you well then that person died and the person who was more anxious survived and had more children and it was actually very adaptive to help us survive right however humans also evolved to be courageous and brave at times um, without bravery we would never have made it very far as a species because we would never have hunted or explored um, new areas and found new resources and things like that so there's always this balance of anxiety and bravery there's times where um, the anxiety should prevent us from do so doing something risky but there's also times where that bravery should encourage us to do something risky in order to seek a reward that can often lead to our own flourishing and just flourishing of you know the species as a whole your family group whatever it may be and again just reiterating i think te technology is a force that naturally increases our potential but it also makes it very easy to give in to anxiety and kind of settle for the way things are and not continue to expand um, the way that as a, you know a christian i believe that god called us to in genesis 1 and i think in genesis 11 is an example of this tower of babel where people used a new technology um, and kind of settled for the way things are they might have been very anxious about exploring the rest of the world right but they just settled for the way things are let that anxiety win and clearly god was not very happy about that um and again it's that's one example of bricks being a new technology that led people to settle right i think we're in a world where there's so many more new technologies and i think there's an argument to be made we're kind of in a new technological revolution today with you know laptops cell phones um just the proliferation of internet access things like that the internet is a good example of a technology that has increased our potential to learn exponentially uh, as the internet has become more accessible um we've been able to learn about you know for example one thing i've learned about is a lot of new housing projects like uh, watching youtube videos to learn how to put in a garbage disposal or um, different things like that if you want to do some kind of construction project there's also you know any language you want to learn any uh, history of any country or form of art things like that there's so many different ways to learn with the internet and i think that's a really awesome thing but as you probably have experienced and i've definitely experienced in my daily life the internet creates a lot of temptations right one example would be social media so there's a lot of ways you can learn from you know people you follow on twitter or things like that but there's a lot of uh the you know these platforms specifically social media are designed to get our attention so there's a lot of ways in which they can just exploit that to you know rile us up and they're not actually incentivized to give us more true things they're just incentivized to give us more information and that can lead to a lot of mental health problems for example of you know you see someone else's highlight reel and you think oh wow these people live such a better life than me but in reality you 
are just seeing like the best parts of their day on social media on instagram or whatever it is and you're then you're feeling ashamed about yourself um so it has a lot of mental health impacts and we also can get very addicted you know if you look at how much screen time you might spend on your phone you can get so addicted to just scrolling um instagram facebook twitter whatever your social media of choice is or maybe all of them um and that can lead to a lot of mental health problems especially in young people with something we see um, throughout the world and especially in the united states you know recently over the past few decades just so many more mental health problems i think that's a big reason for it so uh, for me for example it i would say that video games are a you know internet adjacent technology that i think has given me a lot of benefits because i do enjoy a lot of video games and i think there are very artistic games or puzzle solving games that are very engaging. But on a personal level, I often need to check myself just to make sure that I'm not being tempted or leading my, you know, going down a road of temptation of just playing video games all weekend or during all my free time and, you know, not recording a podcast like this or not doing something actually productive with my time or learning something new, right? Um, it's so easy to get distracted um, by the internet or other kind of similar technologies. Um, and just going back to Tower of Babel, like that's what happened is, oh, okay, there's all this, this new access to building. Let's just build right here, build a super tall tower. Let's not go and use that to explore new places and, you know, get more resources, do new beautiful things, right? Let's just build this one tower. So uh, circling back to just these new technologies coming up, I would say that Bitcoin is another crucial emergent technology. And I hear a lot of Bitcoiners argue that Bitcoin is inevitable. And this may be true, just like, you know, when Mesopotamians built bricks and it inevitably replaced building with stone, right? It was just a better technology. But just because something's inevitable, that doesn't mean that the outcome or the way the world looks based because of this emerging technology is guaranteed to be good. I think we need to put a lot of effort to make sure that the future that will feature Bitcoin, I agree, it is inevitable in a sense. We need to ensure that that is a good future and not, um, a, you know, the worst outcome related to that. So we can argue that maybe Bitcoin inevitably makes things better, but there's still a range of if it makes it slightly better or if it makes things a lot better. So let's say, for example, that everyone just gives into anxiety we all just do the tower of Babel route none of us try to innovate at all and we're just okay it's inevitable you know um let's say that lightning continues to have problems with a high fee environment and there aren't any other uh you know successful layer two protocols this could mean that basically bitcoin it does change the world but it's only used for very you know high net worth transactions or you know corporations transacting with one another things like that because the on-chain fees are so high there's just no other way around it right that wouldn't be the greatest outcome and i'd way rather have people working to help create a bitcoin future that's the best potential future or let's say that we kind of lose the political narrative battle and bitcoin continues to be known as money for criminals that's destroying the environment we you know assume that bitcoin's inevitable and just don't do anything about changing that narrative I think this would lead to a much worse outcome and especially the process of getting to kind of a Bitcoin future than actually working to explain to people the truth about Bitcoin and how, you know, that's not necessarily true about it being used by criminals more so than cash is used for by criminals. 
and you know how there's actually a lot of positive environmental effects and ways in which we can build out new infrastructure um, for people who don't have access to electricity and how there's actually a lot less electricity use since covered in you know the headlines and things like that so i think making those uh arguments are having those good conversations and helping people understand what's true is a lot better than just settling for well it's inevitable so have fun staying poor you know that perspective i think uh, recognizing that we have agency in how good the outcome can be is really important and i think on an individual level you know you could believe that and maybe accurately you know believe that if you just have like 0.1 bitcoin and you just hold that forever then your kids are going to be set you know that's going to be generational wealth in the future and that may very well be true right and at this point it's not too hard it's just like um a couple thousand basically to get to point one bitcoin well maybe you just settle for that but is that going to be the best version of your life if you just settle for that and don't you know continue to be brave and overcome the temptation to settle um just like people in when they built the power, Tower of Babel did and just stopped innovating and stopped doing anything with their lives, right? You're not gonna be very happy if you're not doing anything with your life, basically, and just settling. So fortunately, you know, I do think Bitcoin is designed to acknowledge a lot of um, human issues, especially people often talk about human greed, right? Um, and I think you can apply human anxiety as well as people wanna take care of themselves and um, protect their purchasing power. So. I think and naturally people will want to adopt Bitcoin as the world becomes scarier and scarier and they want to address those anxieties. Um, but greed as well, obviously, that's something that's talked about a lot is how it's kind of it naturally accounts for human greed and people benefit from people, you know, for example, um, mining more Bitcoin and then that increases the security um, if more people are incentivized to mine just out of greed. But acknowledging all that, that Bitcoin is designed very well in accounting for human maybe flaws, you know, such as greed or anxiety, things like that. Um, it's still important to remember that even if um, some form of Bitcoin is inevitable for the future, there's a lot of variation in what that future could look like. And we want to be brave and courageous in fighting for the best version of that future. And this fits with that ethos of proof of work, right? Of always, you know, people posting on social media their exercise routine and saying proof of work, you know, it's that same mentality here, but just acknowledging, look, even if we say Bitcoin is inevitable and even there's an element of truth in that, we want to continue to work to help create the best future that we can. And um, we do have a lot of agency in that, right? Even if a new technology, just like bricks, right? Once bricks were invented, it was inevitable that people were going to use them to build and innovate a lot of new things. And maybe Bit I think Bitcoin is very similar to that, but that doesn't mean that um, we should just settle and say, oh, okay, well, bricks are built. It's inevitable. Let's just not really do anything. Let's not, you know, think about the best ways to use bricks. I think similarly, okay, Bitcoin's inevitable. Let's think about the best ways to use Bitcoin. Let's think about the best ways to onboard new people to Bitcoin, help them understand it, things like that. So anyways, if you got any value out of this podcast, feel free to rate, review, share it with a friend. If you're on Fountain and you got some value out of this, feel free to send me any kind of uh, tip. And if you do a boostagram and have a message attached, then I'd be happy to read it the next time I record especially if you have any thoughts about the show or any comments on it, then I'd love to hear that. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed and um, yeah, thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day.